is such an honor to have you today. You are fierce. <laughs> you know, we talked about fierce earlier. This woman, y'all got to know, she's a choreographer. She's a dancer. Her energy, her vibe is off the charts. And as off the charts as her vibe is, she is our teacher of yin yoga for the Get Loved Up retreat. So, Corinne, I want you to tell us a little bit about your, your journey as an artist and how yin, yin yoga specifically, came into your life. Oh, first of all, thank you, Goya. I was... I have been so in love with your retreat. So, and to meet you, to meet all the other participants and my peers uh, who held the spot this, for the entire weekend, held humanity in the best way possible. So I'm really appreciative. Um, for my path, my path was, I was a very fierce child with fierce energy that was all out. So dancing came very clear that it would be the place where I could calm down <laughs> so much energy and so much love. And so I became a dancer, professional dancer, and I saw the Ailey Company. I'm originally from France and Africa, and I saw the Ailey Company perform in Paris, and I decided to go for my dream. And my dream was to be part of the Ailey Company. So I moved into America when I was 17, and there was nothing yin about me, not one bit, not one cell, I would say. If anything, it was young multiplied by a hundred. Um, so I moved into the country of America. I became a professional dancer with the Ailey Company. I spent seven fat years with them, touring around the world, making humanity laugh and cry and all those good things. And then, um, and then I wanted to go to for another dream after that. I was like, what's the next? I was like, oh, Broadway. I was like, that sounds good. So I was part of the original cast of Lion King. So that's 20 and some years ago. So that was nothing yin. It was more like, can I be a lion? Can I be a hyena? Can I be, you know, a flying monkey uh, or whatever? So yeah, so that was that. And then I continued to do amazing movies because my mind as an artist was a lot more like, I do not want to be pigeonholed in a place particularly. All I want is to bring joy to people. I wanted to entertain and bring joy, bring peace in my own way. And the art is the way for me at that time, that was that. Until I met yoga, which was, oh, wait a minute, what's going on with that yoga that everybody speaks of? And it took me a while. I didn't do it right away. I was um, cross-training with swimming, so I was doing well with my swimming. However, I went to my first class, and as a dancer, as a professional dancer, I was so used to push my body to the max. I wasn't really listening to the body. I was more about, like, come on body. No, I was barely talking to the body. I was like, you got to do it. You just got to do it because we got to dance. <laughs> so accumulation of events, accumulations of um, using the same parts of the body over and over again without knowing really what I was doing 
not paying attention that my body had its own wisdom and I needed to be listening to it. So next thing you know, I took my first yoga class and that was a, a flow class. So at this moment, I was really brought to my, to my knees that day. I was brought to my knees in, in so many ways on a spiritual level, emotional, psychological, and physical. My body in Tadasana mountain pose could barely like stop shaking. Like I was literally in such a high vibration of activity, never really connecting deeply with the body that once I got a chance to actually do it, my body couldn't even stop moving. So I went into child's pose like 50 times in that class. I cried my heart out. And I left the place and I knew that something had happened. I knew that on that little mat that looks like, what is it, six foot, six feet, you know, long or whatever width it is. I knew that in that sacred space, something had happened that was magic. And so I became my training as a yoga teacher and uh, loved every minute of it. Cause I was like, oh my God, I want to heal the healers. I want to go out there and, and give that secret space to the artist of the world where we're so out there, we so want to please, we so that oftentimes we don't listen, we don't hear what's really happening inside, you know? So that was kind of like my thing, like, and, and it has been my thing. It has been, it still is, it still is. I'm very, very in love with how do I support my artist friend, my colleagues, and the next artist generation. Yin, ha, yin, I came to that yin class. I was like, what? But I love the yin because it's talked about the female energy and I love the female energy as well as the male, but I had never really worked with female energy uh, on the conscious level. So I was like, oh, yin, moon, something must be there. So I went to that class and it was in New York. And just the, the idea that now the mat, again, that six feet, some width in there, was like a place of another layer of discovery. It was like, wow. So what would happen if I really dive into yin now and see where it takes me? Mm-hmm. And because we live in, I live in New York City and a lot of the people that I know are very much type A and not just type A, without labeling for sure, but certainly people that are achievers all of a sudden you get onto the yin practice and when you take off even the direction of having to achieve anything, it's such a mind blowing event. It's like, wait a minute, like, so if I don't get to achieve anything, who am I? Mm. Right? Who, who, who am I? Not even who do I get to be because it's very young, right? But who am I? Mm. It almost sounds like Yin brought you deeper within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it brought me deeper into myself. It also, talking about longevity of the body, as as we grow older, um, I mean, I'm 50 and, and it's, it feels to me that it's, it's a body that demands even more that I have honor. It's been on the earth for 50 years. 
it's been walking the path for 50 years. So if I want it to be even longer, then I need to I need to give him space for that. I need to give him the, the breath for it, right? There's another thing that I love about Yin as well, is that it, um, it takes care of what's not visible. Mm. So all of the visible, yeah, the, the presence on your mat, you know, and, and I love that too. I mean, like I just, we just share, I think we have a little bit of the same path of like athleticism, you know, going in, like going, like you're gonna lose your heart in there, right? However, it's all quite visible. But what happens when you slow it down enough that you get to hear what is not visible? From your fascia, the connective tissue, right, that goes and runs through the entire body. And that's the thing, it's like a web in the body that we never get to really see. From the organs, we don't see them, we just expect them to work, right? We're like, liver, do your job, you know what I mean? Here's the food coming through, here's the alcohol, get it done. You know, we don't really think about a cooperation, a, co a collaboration with the organs or even with what we don't see. When you don't see, you don't see it. You're like, hey, it's not there until there's a problem. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're saying all this sugar I've been eating wasn't good? <laughs> Yeah, right? It's, so it's like that connection really um, really got me. The connection with breath in yin is different too. And when we, know, when we know that our breath is connected to our nervous system or our nervous system is connected to the breath, then we also can understand that the way I breathe will actually affect my nervous system, my flight and fight, or my heal and digest. You know what, though, Goya? I feel that yin, we can speak about yin all we want. I think yin is so much about the experience and showing up and taking, not just taking one class, because it's so easy. The ego can get so in there, in there going, eh, you know, you were there waiting and you were counting and you were like, oh my God. Yeah. Drop that for one second and just go, I'm going to give it a chance five times. And I'm going to see how I really feel. I also think that what we've experienced as in 2020, you know, mind-blowing year for the entire world was like a yin class. Mm. We were all asked to go home, to not go out, no exterior shenanigan, <laughs> no going buying so-and-so, no running to so-and-so's party that you don't even want to go to. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? None of that. None of that was happening. You know, all the things that, you know, running to your favorite restaurants and getting that thing you love and drinking a little too much and, you know, going over here, wasting time, wasting pure... I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying we had a, a horrible I think time. I drinking a little bit too much in the house, though. <laughs> I, had to, I had to take it down. I had to go like, you know what, Karine? That looks like what? 
Hmm. Bonkin, that looks borderline alcoholic right now. So you better, you better, you better work on this. But I, I, you know, I feel also yin. You know, so when we got the yin, I mean, even though that yin class that we all got from COVID nineteen was unexpected, nobody paid for it really. You know, so you were not prepared either. So you were like thrown into a yin class and you could not talk to anybody. And that's what a yin class is, is you coming to your mat and having that moment with self. And a lot of people go there screaming, yelling, oh my God, no, I want to go back. Why is the teacher not letting me change my position? I'm just going to change. And, and that is amazing because you get to find out those patterns that you're in day in and day out that makes you run away from uncomfort from discomfort and we know like we truly know that discomfort is not a problem it is not it's your it's your viewpoint about discomfort that could Mm. be a problem absolutely discomfort could be our biggest teacher oh my god discomfort Let's start right here. Discomfort, I don't think any of our birth when we were born was actually comfortable. I mean, for nine damn months, you're in there just joyfully smoking a blunt and having the best time of your life. You know what I mean? You're like being fed. I mean, hopefully this is the way it went, right? Some people maybe not, but most people that's, you know, you were in there incubating, no sudden muscles pushing you into this long tube. You're like, what in the world? That's not comfortable, but that was your birth. That was it. You know what I mean? You you cannot go, you cannot, you can't fight your birth. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it that you brought it back to the birth canal and how we are ushered in. And even the whole process of the, the incubation period of the nurturing of the filling up. Also that 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 birthing period is almost like yin too, because you're quiet, you're when yourself. You're being nurtured and then you go through something and hopefully you got enough nurturing in the womb, in your yin portal, right? That when you're ushered into the, the challenges of life and even the challenges of birth, you survive. Yeah. He even possibly, you know, um, adapt in that very uncomfortable place. And, you know, this is so profound because I feel that, for some people, when we go to yin, there is the fetus position that you can go to where you get to go back into that place where you were not expected to be anybody, where you were not expected to do anything but to be. So there's that element. And also in yin, I think that you get to actually take care of the things that you usually do not take care of when it comes down to you. Mm. The time to breathe, the precious, because that is all we truly have, right? That precious time to send energy through the wounded part of the body, even the wounded stories. The, the, so the healing process can slowly come into like yeah it's possible because in yin we bypass the muscles activity so you you bypass what you used to use and then you go and fall into that incredible 
sphere of the joints and the fascia and the ligaments, you know, and the organs. And so in this moment, you get to actually, there's a part of us that is, when you start to listen, things start to either come up, surfaced, right? Sometimes it's the surface of an old injury too, right? Mm -hmm. Something comes up and you're like, oh, like my hamstrings, like I've got to be so kind with that hamstring. I can't just like, you can't push anybody in you in yin, right? You can't in yang either, it's out of control, you know what I mean? But in yin, certainly not. That's why I love there's so many modifications. You know, you could do this, or you could do that, ask your body what he wants to do, and then you want to stay there and wait. Mm, I like that. Ask your body. Ask your body. Can you dive a little bit deeper in that? What does it mean to like ask your body? Because I don't think a lot of people really connect with what it means to ask your body and, and await the answer from your body. You know, you know, Kui, I feel that we, like we were talking about it earlier, the body has a wisdom. Like, I really believe that. I believe that our bodies as a wisdom that we get to get acquainted to again. I think we knew, we know it, but that doesn't mean that we know how to access it or we haven't been told. Right, so we believe that our mind needs to do the job. Our thinking mind is, you know, going out there and doing what needs to be done. However, when you go into like, what if I cooperated? What if I cooperated with the body? Mm. So when I say what it means to me, the wisdom of the body, the body has an incredible amount of endurance, stamina, an incredible amount of figuring out what to keep, what to let go of, an incredible amount of discerning, how do, are we gonna move now because this part is injured? I, was, um, I had a hip surgery as a dancer, that was a big deal. I had a hip surgery and I remember vividly when I woke up, from the surgery, I couldn't really walk. I couldn't walk for a period of time and I wanted to go back on Broadway and dance. And I really, my mind was so freaked out. It was like, oh my God, oh my God, maybe this is it. Maybe like I was really afraid. And my body was stunned by the actual surgery. And it dawned on me that a surgery needs to be prepared properly with the body. The body, you need to have a conversation with your body, letting him know that you are about to go down right now, meaning there's going to be anesthesia. But when you wake up, this and that will have happened, but we will work together. My body felt like, listen, I don't know what you just did. What happened? <laughs> what in the world happened? I was fine walking two days ago. And now I can't figure out how to actually put my legs going forward. I felt that my body was super angry. And out of that, I, I started to really connect with the wisdom of my body and going like, wait a minute, before I do anything from my thinking mind, I want to be able to cooperate with that shell of mine. 
one of the biggest things to do is like, let's say you get injured, like a little twig or <laughs> two days ago, I fell in the street in New York. There was some black eyes, right? And I didn't see it, right? So my foot, check this out, that was so funny. My foot went forward, so I was in half hamanam, right? So my first leg, my left leg went in, into hero's pose. So it went this way, and then I went forward this way. But my whole body got into a spiral, my, top, my torso. I did three poses within this one moment. And I was like, you see, if I was not doing yoga, crash. Wow. But because we do yoga, it was like the body actually fell into place, like in the most graceful manner that it could have happened. We're preparing our bodies to actually fall. How about that? Wow. That's deep. I think that's the preparing our bodies to fall. And I think the whole yoga practice is that we're preparing our bodies to go through things that we don't even know it needs to go through yet, but it's all about the preparation and also the practice. Can you share a little bit with us what it means to be consistent and why it's so important to consistently practice uh, the breath work and the yin? So the consistency, I believe the consistency is setting up a new framework of well-being mm -hmm. that you can count on and that you surrender to. Discipline is when you show up when you don't want to. That's the beginning of discipline. So the consistency is you, when you talk about cup often time, which I love Goya, right? It's add, you had some water and then you keep on adding and you keep on adding and you keep on adding and you, that consistency of showing up, that consistency of, of making the choice for your well-being and making the choice for your own transformation. I'm a Buddhist and I chant twice a day. My grandmother was a Muslim. She taught me, she, she used to pray five times a day, right? She showed me discipline, you know, in her own way. And as a Buddhist today, I would not want to miss one day of saying thank you in, in, my, in my prayers, in my chanting, which is what it is all about, right? Being able to say thank you. And I think maybe this is what the consistency in yoga is, is being able to say thank you to your life, you know, to your body to your breath, to your presence. When we talk about breath work, mm -hmm. consistency, right? I mean, if she stops, it's out. We out. <laughs> That's it. Like, we need the breath. We need the breath, right? We need, we need it to be consistent. Yeah. And, and consistency does not always mean boring because when we... There's a part of us maybe that think of consistency is like, oh, I'm going to do the same thing that I did yesterday. However, the moment itself is not even like yesterday. And I think when we start to work as, as yogis, right, and you, you work on the study of the Yoga Sutra and, and the, the joy of tapping into the discipline, the philosophy of it and oh my God, like one moment, like in, in Buddhism, we see this one moment as 3,000 realms, 
3,000 possibilities. Mm -hmm. So how can we, showing up is the consistency, not doing what you did yesterday because it, it's impossible. It's totally impossible. There is not one sunset, even though they show up every day that looks alike or a sunrise. So it's our ego that is like, oh, I did it yesterday, forget it. No, your soul, like our presence, wants to be part of that celebration of this moment again. Mm -hmm. Again, like we're not even given, like I'm speaking with you and I'm very happy. I'm, I'm honored and humbled and I'm like, that could be the last time I see you. What do I know? I could be I could be gone in five minutes from now. And that would be my conversation with you. And I'm like, I want that to be good. It is amazing, by the I way. And here and I'm here for a long, long time. But I, I see what you mean. It's just like we have to be present and see the beauty in every single moment and, and realize it's that beauty in every single moment, that unique beauty that will never happen again. Like this conversation will never happen happen again and just really feeling into the the epitome of what it means to be present yeah that's deep it's your time to step into your full power and potential are you tired of playing small and ready to make a big difference in the world if your answer is yes then the wellness entrepreneur mastermind is for you this mastermind will give you all the tools you need to turn your passion into purpose and live from a space of abundance as you let go of your limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. We coach you to thrive one week at a time, one goal at a time. We teach you what's working right now and what's not so you can position yourself as a community leader and create real change in the world. If you're ready to level up and stand in your power, then go to KoyaWeb.com forward slash mastermind to join our next group of wellness entrepreneurs. Space is limited and your time is now. So don't delay. Make a difference today. Right. And in our presence, I'm assuming, right, in wanting to be present, we, we do want to sit in our mat in and revere that moment in community, in health, in acknowledgement of this one moment of breath together. Yeah, so I don't, yeah, consistency is, consistency, with, <laughs> consistency is your new sexy. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's what is sexier than seeing someone consistently show up? It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's sloppy, messy, quiet, loud, but what do we value? You're absolutely right. Like when you look at social media, like it doesn't matter how a person shows up, it's that consistency that we absolutely admire. Yeah. 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 I had the opportunity to, um, I had the opportunity to, to work with Patti LaBelle on Broadway on a show oh. that was called After Midnight, talking about consistency, queen, queen. Consistency, she came on that stage one day and the voice was gone. Voice was gone. She refused to leave the stage. And when she left the stage for the end and then coming back for that evening performance, everybody was like, you should go home, you should go home. And she looked at them straight in their face and she goes, people paid to see me. I will mm. not let them down. 
Oh my goodness. That's that's so that's so tough because it's like I I see that and also working with people like you know who are who are like legacy like Patty LaBelle and Stevie Wonder and you see the amount of work ethic and consistency and I think most people and you, you look at people like Beyonce and you think of like how is it possible to reach this level of consistency. And I know you're not them, but from your words, what has helped you the most with maintaining your own personal consistency? Wow, what a great question. What, what a, you know, um, my love, the love of what I do, I have a true love for my practice and a true, a, a student mind about it. Like I have to, I want to consistently, consistency learn something and I know that I will. So I'm very, like I love learning about it and I love, sh I love sharing. So I love the exploration of what else is there. If this moment was never here before and will never come by, then what am I doing with it? Kind mm -hmm. of a thing that gives me the, the, curiosity to create something new. So I, I created my, my virtual studio during the pandemic, KPVS, that was all about this. It was like, well, you get to create this now because this happened. So it's kind of like, what, do, what happens out of that? Like, what's that, what's, where does he want to go? I love listening to this. Like, instead of getting like rigid about what, oh my God, you know, it's like, it's more like, oh, It could only go wrong if I decide to not play with what's given to me. Mm, I love that because it's almost like I hear you saying consistency, especially for people who are like, I get bored with consistency. But what I'm hearing you say is like consistency is always exploring and making it new and different and continually unraveling like the beauty and uniqueness that nothing is ever exactly consistent. It's always different. And if you open your mind to that daily exploration of how it's changing and evolving, you can find that beauty and uniqueness and excitement and consistency. Am I hearing that right? Totally. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love, I love the, you're such an artist. You're such a creator. I just love the way that your mind works. I love the way that your expression works. And I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of people because a lot of people are like, consistency is boring and I get bored. But if you're always looking at how you're going to make it different or how can you show up differently or what can you learn to add a little spice, which you, my love, are spicy. You are the spicy of the spiciest. Okay. Like when you the under the dictionary, when it says spice, it has Corinne under there. Okay. Spice woman. All right. <laughs> Just so amazing. Tell me what is, what about you and you consistency? How do you get there? Oh, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's remembering the impact that I'm making in the world. It's those, those testimonials. It's the transformations it's the because i wake up and i i i do a lot every single day and it's knowing that my life has a has a purpose and that like my my life matters 
because my life, it can be really tough sometime. And even this weekend, I had a really tough time. I, I'm an empath. So I go through waves of like anxiety and sometimes even depression. And then I come back up and I can be on a really high, high, and I can also be on a really low, low. And for me, I do the work. I do the breath work, the yoga meditation to keep me at a vibration of love. And I know that with that consistency, no matter how low I dip because of whatever is challenging me at the moment or whatever I'm taking on, that I will be back in that vibration of love. And so for me, keeping myself in this vibration of love so that I can serve and, and serving is my purpose on the planet to love and be loved. Um, and in that loving to see the transformation that, that helps me be consistent. Cause I know I'm like, Hey, one, I'm going to feel so good. And then two, that feeling good. And that showing up as my full authentic self is going to be a blessing to another person. And that's what keeps me. Beautiful. I love it. I felt you. I felt you all the I felt you all the way. I felt you all the way, Koya. And I think that, you know, we 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 are so fortunate that yoga became that deeply popular and to support humanity at one of the hardest times that we we had to be in the isolation, the divide, the division, everything, you know, but yoga was actually placed already so we could tap into it and transform as we go our communities with just breath. I mean, it's mind blowing to me. Just the fact that you show up and we're gonna breathe together will actually transform something. Who knew? Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. The breath, I, I feel like breath is spirit. And I feel like breath is that free tool and gift that we all have from God, the universe, divine, whatever you call your higher power, but it is a gift. And with the breath, even if we get down, even if we get hurt, you know, studies have shown scientific studies. I read, you know, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza and Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And, you know, in both of those situations, we're using the breath and meditation to actually give the body the energy, the vibration it needs to heal itself. And so in that way, I feel like we have this beautiful tool with the breath that we can use to, again, get us through anything and get us back to that, that vibrational match of all the things that are growing and expanding in the world. And when I look at nature, that's why I have so many plants, I see that. It's like a reminder of, you see a branch break off and then it regrows and it reminds me of like, it's okay, yeah, this might hurt. You might go through pain, whether you're having a child or working out or whatever, but at the end of the day, there's always a birthing practice happening. There's always this expansion happening if you allow this full process, if you don't get stuck in the pain, if you don't get stuck in the trauma, if you don't get stuck thinking the world is against me, you're able to move through that challenging situation and move through that pain and move through the trauma and get to the other side where the blessing is, where the unfoldment is, where the transformation is. And so, yeah, and I feel like the breath 
keeps you on that consistent path there. But if we stop breathing, if our breath gets shallow, if we get too much in that fear and anxiety that I personally feel sometimes, then I can I can get myself stuck in that that lower vibration that's not serving me, it's not serving others. So when I find myself there, I use the breath to get me out. This is yeah, the tool of all tool, that breath. I also believe that it's it's the the time that you want to give yourself to say, you know, this moment going like from this moment on, I'm going to give myself the chance to slow down, to disconnect for a second with those thoughts. And I'm gonna, and even if it is a five, five inhale, five exhale, if this is all you've got, this is amazing already. This is like a like the best gift, best gift. And I think today people start to really know that. You know, even though they may go, oh, I'm not so sure about this. And I think like inside we are all tapping into like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try this breath situation. <laughs> I had this very good friend of mine who had surgery and he's someone who is very, I would call it, you know, awakened. He has, he has been awakened. But during that surgery situation, or he, had, he actually had an accident. But during like two days, he was totally out of breath. Could not get back to his breath. And all I was like, all I could say was like, just take a deep breath right now and exhale. And, and like I told him, sometimes the dose needs to be homeopathic, not a big dose, but constant dose, right? Don't do it like, oh, I had surgery as well and I could not practice Buddhism during that time. Like I usually love to do an hour of chant, but I couldn't. I was all high up. I was like, oh my God, what did they give me? <laughs> then I realized, I totally, but then I realized, I was like, listen, every hour, put your clock and just chant for five minutes, but every hour, but it could be the same thing for people that are breathing or going through really deep stories of let it be anxiety, frustration, grief. I mean, if we're not going through grief today, you know what I mean? Like, how do we move through grief today? Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing for Yin. Yin practice to be able to go on your mat where you can actually come quietly honoring into what has been making you weep inside. Mm. You've built so much barriers, you know, so much that I can't right now, or, or I don't want to go that deep, or I don't have nothing, or you know what I mean? Like that moment in Yin is that moment where you get to actually make peace with. Mm what has been weighing your heart and how you find by the end of the practice, you've already moved through the tunnel. It's out. You're already out of there. You know what I mean? So it's special. It's so special. Oh, I love it. I, I love your analogy of you. You've moved through the tunnel as you move through your practice and then you're out. Oh, that's so beautiful. So we want to give people a little more insight to you and what you love. So what is your favorite yin pose? Yin pose, ooh, okay. A lot of them have to do with my um, frog pose is one of them. So frog, you guys, right? It's the, the feet like this, you're on your knees and you let your hips open. And I was, I found out that the, the the, ups, the organ that gets to be very engaged here is your liver. Mm. 
Um, the liver is the house of anger. And I had a lot of that. And I keep doing <laughs> So you hit me right now. You hitting me with this frog. It is my least favorite pose, which is probably the pose that I need to practice the most. It is so ugh. So yin the, the, the frog pose is a huge one. You know, also a forward fold. Mm. A forward fold, which has a lot to do with fear. Letting the body fold over in whatever capacity and then letting gravity take care of it. Um, that to me is a, it's one of those, I know I, I, I know I have to work on it. Like it's a real thing. I yeah. love, I do love a forward fold, standing or seated. That has to be one of my favorite, but I have to work my way into it. And then it gets it. But the frog pose, I avoid it way too much. You've inspired me today. And hopefully everyone listening, I'm inspired because I, I remember saying I need to work on my problem. But my liver um, is something that of all the things in my body that needs the most love, because um, I'm always getting checkups and stuff like that, my liver um, is usually the one where it's like, oh, OK, that usually all the numbers are like perfect, 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 great, great, great. And it's the liver. It's like, oh, your liver can can use some love. And so I'm actually going to be working on my frog pose and opening the hips and working on my liver. I love that. And then what is your favorite during the pandemic? What has been your favorite? Like, just kind of like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going all out your guilty pleasure when it comes to like, I don't know whether you're like a movie person or a Netflix person, but do you have like a favorite series or film that you've watched over this time? No, you don't do TV at all. I do, I do, no, I do, I do, but I don't have a favorite. Oh, don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite series that I like fell in love with or no. Do you know what? I really love, I love documentaries. Hmm. And so uh, I also very much love um, Joe Dispensa's um Siri on what was the name of that? Uh, it was a whole Siri on the on the brain. I really enjoy that. I can't remember the name of it. It was through Gaia that I did that. So I really appreciate that. I loved learning about it. So so I do do movies though. I love movies in general, so they can come in. I love European and um, foreign movies. I love to learn about other cultures. So it could be like Indian movies and something like something from Morocco or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. The, and the, the big, biggest guilty pleasure was a glass or a bottle of wine. Oh, <laughs> it was. Ah, what's your favorite wine? Or do you not have a favorite wine? You just love them all. Rosé. Rosé. Oh God. Rosé. Ah, I'm a Rosé girl upside down. I haven't been drinking for 21 days, by the way. Yesterday was my 21 days. Yes, I decided, and it was perfect with your, um, with your uh, GLU uh, retreat, to end in a beautiful note as a love letter to myself, to my inside. And it was hard. I'm not saying it was easy. It was not. No, because I went to the bottle, and now I was not. And I was like, I will talk to the wall and say, you are not going to the refrigerator. You are not going to the refrigerator. <laughs> Walking away, you are not going. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. 
That is so good. And you have more willpower than me because me, if I'm trying to get rid of something, I try not to keep it in the house because I'm just such a rebel and I'll just like open up the fridge. So that is wonderful for you to have it there and just have the self-control. Like I'm not touching it for 21 days. Congratulations. That's amazing. You know what? This is, this is the way I believe we work. Uh, thank you, first of all, for your words. I appreciate it, uh, Goya. And one thing that I realized that for me to say don't do it doesn't work. My mind and my, I think our souls are too creative. Our brain is too creative. They want to get do something, but not not do something. So you have to exchange that thing with something good. So for me, it was like, okay, tea. If I want wine, I have to look for tea. Mm, so you're... I replace it with something great. You have to be very mindful with something, you know, that is positively adding value, not some other shenanigans that you're going to add. You know, let me just go for chocolate. Every time I want some wine, I'm going to go. No, you know, you want to kind of like you want to weave in. And when you do it, whenever you get that tea, it's also about acknowledging and going like, wow, I just did that. Mm. You know, giving yourself a sense of, I, I am doing that. I am working towards that, you know, and I feel our brain, there's a great book called uh, The Brain That Changes Itself, Neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. really talks a lot about how do you change a habit, right? And one of the third compo- component, the third one is to actually acknowledge it. Self-compliment is very important. Yes, self-compliment, self-talk is 100% one of the best tools I think we can all use to just remind ourselves how awesome we are, no matter what you go through, no matter what you've done, you know, that positive self-talk. You've seen, I don't know if you've seen the video on uh, YouTube where you have like the water and the rice and you have say negative affirmations to one and then positive affirmations to the other. And the one with the positive affirming words is like, clear and and healthy and the one with the negative word it starts to mold and and change in structure so it just shows the power of our words it's so powerful and the fact that we have gone that long in history of humankind with self diminishing oneself taking ourselves down i think is one of the biggest enemy mm biggest enemy of life it's like a robber of life a thief a thief of life is taking talking to yourself as if your life was not precious Mm. we're gonna have to use that quote (laughs) that's so amazing i i 100 it's a thief of life to not realize your life is precious that is thief Oh my God. And every, and you know what? It's not like I have it down under control. No, but I have consciousness about when it happens. I'm like, wow, you're doing that? That's, that's no, no. And I think we need to go through boot camps where you're really going to change that. Same way, no, no rosé, but tea, right? No rosé, but tea. So here's like, Da, 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 whatever you want to say to yourself, you know, oh, you, you've messed it up again, or you're not that good, or, or uh, look, someone else does it better than you, and, and you'll never make it, and all that, versus, and go, I still love myself. Mm. 
I still love myself. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. Well, I could talk to you forever and I want to honor your time and, and everything. And I just want to ask, I want to just do like this last question that I love to ask everyone. Um, well, not everyone. I have a couple of different questions that I'd like to ask, but I want to ask you if you could wake up and it could be Corinne's world, what would it look like? Oh, what a cool question. <laughs> Karine's world. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to say right now, in Karine's world, Karine will be a mom, which I am going for. I'm going to do an IVF very soon. So I, at 50, I'm going in. So in Karine's world, there's a child in which I'm that I'm taking care of and cherishing. Apart from that, in Karine's world, we would have figure out in the world that what there is too much of in one direction is giving to the one that do not have. Let it be water, let it be medication, let it be food. Those things to me, it is, I don't understand. I can't understand how we still have people dying of hunger today. Don't get it. So to me in my world today, there will have been an, an incredible exchange of uh, resources that allow each single human being to not be hungry and to not be thirsty and to have proper education. That to me, and, and knowing that we are with the earth. So great education about that we are moving together as one, as community that are like dancing with each other around the earth and supporting it. So that would be... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love your world. That's beautiful. Well, I am so happy that you are in my world and I am in your world. And it's just so wonderful to know you. And thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and also sharing with us your beautiful yin practice at the Get Loved Up Retreat. And for those of you who have missed the Get Loved Up Retreat or didn't get to see it live, we do have the replays available. So make sure you go to koyaweb.com and um, get you a copy of the Get Loved Up Retreat replay. Check out Karen and 26 of our other amazing presenters. Um, we have people in areas of spirituality, wellness, and entrepreneurship. And our mission is to raise the vibration of the planet through education and inspiration. Thank you so much, Karen. So great to have you. Thanks, Goya. See you next time. Thank you very much. I'll see you next time. And until next time, you all, love yourself, love others, and love the world. One day at a time, one breath at a time. Peace and love. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for being part of the Get Loved Up community. I like to share topics and people making a positive impact in the world, and your feedback means the world to me. If you haven't already left a review, please leave a five-star review and let me know what you want to hear more of on the show. I'm here for you, and together we're making the world a better place, one day at a time, one show at a time. Thank you for listening.